Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast. I'm Ian, joined by Dave, and also this evening joined by Sharon Robbins. Hello, how are we doing? Hello, good, thank you. How are you both? Doing all right, yeah. I think. We've had had a night's sleep, a couple of nights sleep on it now. So um, Tuesday night feels a little bit less sore. <laughs> Though I did, I did only encounter the highlights. You're doing the air quotes here, folks, but uh, yeah, I came across the, the, the highlights on last night, so I obviously was purring over Ruben Reed's goal, but other than that, there wasn't a lot to write about, was it? I mean, as evenings go, Tuesday couldn't have gone much worse from a Yeovil Town perspective, could it? Losing the match, losing the captain, losing Dan Moss. <laughs> it's been yeah. a rough week after that, uh, the FA Cup drama, hasn't it? It certainly has. I can tell you, South End Spa as well. Not the most ideal place to go on a Tuesday night, which obviously we were just saying it's been moved because of the FA Cup. So it wasn't the ideal journey, but 80 hardy souls went all the way to South End to watch it. And yeah, it just didn't click, didn't really turn up, to be honest, to coin a football cliche. Um, the last 10 or so minutes, maybe 20 minutes, were better, but it was just too little, too late. And I can't say anything else than Southend fully deserved their victory. We made them look very good indeed. 
I mean, they were in a little bit of form, weren't they? I think they they uh, they only obviously only beat Weymouth the week before, which we'll give them. But they, uh, uh, I don't think they they lost one in six before that. So they were indeed they were in decent form. But from a couple of people I've spoken to who were there, we made them look like Brazil or, or someone said Barcelona, but I don't think Barcelona are doing very well this season either. So we made them look like a very good team anyway. Is that, do, do you think it was more down to our shortcomings or, or do we just say, look, they were, they were brilliant. I mean, I think when you support a team, you always look at it from that point of view, don't you? You can look at any goal and say how you could have defended it better, things like that. And they started how we start matches when we win. And they come out, came out all guns blazing, really put us under pressure, utilised the wings so well. They made the pitch look much bigger than it was. And we just could not handle it. Um, and I think they'll be disappointed that they didn't score more in that first half. They hit the woodwork and we just didn't test their keeper at all, really. Um, so we were lethargic, absolutely. And you're right, they were in some form that that win against Weymouth was big for them. And, and there's so many similarities between what Southend have been through and what we've been through. Double relegations, you know what it's like when you're in that constant losing mentality. So as soon as they scored that first goal, the atmosphere was great. Um, they were really behind the team because they don't experience wins very much. And we know exactly what that was like when Darren Sell first came in and started winning games. So I really did feel like it was sort of us in that first season we went down and we started to win so um yeah I think they they were impressive I mean Reese Murphy was lively I'm gonna say uh, that's the other comparison there is Reese Murphy playing up from yeah yeah and he, he didn't score but he he created the first goal and he hit the woodwork and just his overall play he, he went off injured which is um potentially a shame for the rest of his season but you just really remembered what he brought our team and until we brought Ruben Reed and Joe Quigley on, it just didn't look like scoring. Yeah, I think that it sounded like on the commentary, we it never, like I said, never quite clicked, but we were almost hit by that second goal just after Reed and Quigley had come on and the changes we made turned us around, but unfortunately we had a bigger deficit to overcome at that point. Oh, I mean, you just couldn't write it. They just come on. They hadn't even touched the ball, and then they scored up the other. We just completely went to sleep. I mean, you've seen the defending for the second goal. It's absolutely criminal. He had two players to choose from in acres of space. It could have been Murph. It could have been um, Clifford, who did score it. So that was just painful. And then it's really hard for those strikers, isn't it? And I think had it been just the one, um, we might have got something from from the game. But two 0 that late on, just too much of a mountain to climb. And we know how doesn't matter where the teams are in the league or how difficult Dover were. You know, once they've got something to hold on to, just too little, too late. And um, I can't say that we should have brought them on earlier either because we brought them on, what, 57 minutes, 56, 57 minutes. So a good time to bring them on, but they just scored at absolute worst time. Yeah, it was quite early changes for Darren Sol. Usually leaves them a little bit later. I think after the match, he sort of said how tired, you know, noticeably tired we we are and you know south end came too soon really and i think you know bringing those two on probably is a bit of a sign of tiredness i think um is another game for Ada yusuf where he sounds like he didn't really do a lot didn't get involved um do you think his 
not his time is coming to an end. But do you think he'll be seen as more of an impact sub going forward? Now, you know, Reed's looking sharp and, and Joe Quigley, when he came on against Bournemouth, was, um, or started against Bournemouth, was, you know, he was one of our better players, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I'm hasten to, to sort of criticise Addy too much because he has made an impact both from the bench and when he started but you guys spoke about it on your last podcast I couldn't agree more that sums up his career his inconsistency he can't seem to string a couple of performances together um and yeah he just he just went missing and that made it hard for Charlie Wakefields and Tom Knowles to really create anything for him whereas Ruben Reed and Joe Quigley just looked so much more assured on the ball, I think Addy Yusuf gives the ball away a bit too much, particularly in this physical league, um, whereas both Reed and Quigley can retain it. Um, and I think I think he just needs a rest. I think he needs a rest. And he has played a lot of football, got his fitness back up, but you know, particularly those those games um against Southend where they really are physical, you've got to do a lot of running. We didn't have a lot of the ball. Um and I just, I just think he probably needs a spell on the sidelines. If he can do what he did, you know, against Woking in the next few matches, I, I mean, I don't think we'll all be too disappointed. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't his strongest performance, that's for sure. No, uh, but and you're going to laugh at me when I say this. Obviously, we've <laughs> got Ruben Reed came on. He got his goal. I mean, no. Somebody did point out that I could have maybe run from Preston and still got that uh, turned turn that one in, but I'm not saying that he got his goal. So good to get him off the get get him on the score sheet. I mean, are you gritting your next... teeth there, Dave? No, I'm not no. gritting my teeth at all. No. <laughs> no, no, no. He got his goal, and you know, one in one in six appearances better than he did last season. So, <laughs> that, I mean, is is what we need uh, from Ruben Reed is to stick him on against Needham Market, you know, get a, a hat-trick or, you know, not that I'm writing off Needham Market, we'll speak to a Needham Market fan in a, in, 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 a, in a bit and we, you know, we've felt the the bite of uh, giant killings ourselves in all kinds of cup competitions. So let's not, let's not say it's going to be a walkover, but do you feel, sounded like from what the manager was saying to you after the game, Sheridan, we need to, you know, put on a strong team on Saturday and, and go out there. Is that is that what these strikers need? Someone to get out there, get a bit of confidence, get some get some goals. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you saw what he did in the dying seconds of that Bournemouth game. We weren't going to draw the game, were we? But if there was a potential penalty, that ball was his. He was going to put it into the back of the net. Doesn't matter how you get those goals, does it? And you know, it was a tap in. Joe Quigley did did well, and Ruben Reed was in the right place at, at the right time. It it, it does seem that strikers when they are on a bit of a barren run, of course he's coming back from injuries. So it's slightly different to last season, but if it bundles over the line somehow really doesn't matter. And of course we did have a goal disallowed. Um, so we, we did pressure them late on. Um, I would definitely play him against Needham Market. I think if he was in this kind of form, not coming back from injury, I perhaps wouldn't maybe start him. But I think the fact that he needs those minutes and it was a bad injury, he is one of our older players. I would certainly put him um, in the starting eleven. Hopefully, he can get a couple of goals. And I don't think it matters who you get them. But he got a, got a few in pre-season, didn't he, against lower league opposition? And it does just set you off on on the right tone. And uh, yeah, he looked sharp. And I just like what he did, just running straight back to kick off to try and get that equaliser in the in the last six or so added minutes. But it 
it wasn't to be but yeah it's it's all about circumstances and it? it's all about taking those chances so I hope we see him start on there uh, on Saturday me too <laughs> I do I really do I did say last season you know that uh, well my, my my thoughts are on record or on last season but if he, if certainly, he are, if, aren't they? certainly are they yeah, seem yeah. to be on record they, every podcast day <laughs> if they come well, I to be fair this is the first time I brought it up all season it gets brought up for me most other times but but the um I wasn't even on last week and it still got mentioned so uh yeah but but you know if he if he can score the goals that he should be scoring um for a player of his caliber then he could be massive for us he could be a really um really important player so I, I hope that he does but the you're talking about the the handball um I mean seeing it again on the on on the replay it uh, we were talking on our whatsapp group about it and saying it's one of those that you can kind of see why you would think it was asked because he didn't seem to be looking at the ball but then when you slow it down his arms are in such an unnatural position because they're they're sort of up in the air aren't they because he's you know jumped for it obviously um I mean were we a bit hard done by there, do you think? I think it's in the camp of you've seen them given. <laughs> you've seen the, the striker. Can you call Max Hunt the striker? Yeah, yeah. Um, you've seen them being given the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I could not see a thing. Um, we were inside a press box, which is utterly, utterly bizarre, trying to watch football through a screen, like a glass screen. with a big bollard just in the way. So I saw sort of Joe quickly take the shot and um, didn't see any of the, the handball. But yeah, having seen it again, I mean, if you have to, we don't have VAR, do we? If you have to slow it down to see, then perhaps they made the right decision. Um, and yeah, we can look back at it and say, hard done by, but did we really deserve a point? Probably not. I think if we'd have taken a point, you'd go, well, when you're not playing well and you get a point, well, yeah. you're doing really well. So it's 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 one of those and um yeah I was surprised actually the manager brought it up himself he didn't even I didn't even have to ask about it so I don't think that was what he was was playing on his mind and uh, what he was talking to them about for a, quite a while after full time yeah but it was heartbreaking to watch um uh, Luke Wilkinson go down clutching his hamstring you know you could see from uh, just watching it on the uh, on the highlights you know it was it looked bad didn't it the way he went down oh yeah and completely out of nowhere and him hobbling off at the end you just scored the ball goes up for six minutes of added time and fair play we put them under a lot of pressure for that six minutes but we were down to 10 men and he just looked gutted and it mm. it's such a shame for him as a man and him as a player he's so huge for us so huge for us and it's just something that just keeps just keeps niggling away at him and he just can't string those kind of games together, playing those amount of 90 minutes Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And um, yeah, it's something that's going to have to be looked at. And if it is six weeks without him, we're going to really, really miss him. Yeah. And obviously we've learned since then and you've got the exclusive after the game that um, Dan Moss has gone to Pastures New, which we now know are the latent orient pasture um but we've got jack robinson till the end of the season and we haven't heard i think sonny's loan is up saturday if i look back on when he, he signed i think it was the 15th that he was due until so um but it sounds like the man is fairly confident that he he's gonna go i mean dan moss is a big a big loss but i know if ben was here he'd be saying that uh, jack robinson is a big plus as well so is that a little bit yin and yang yeah it's gutting isn't it because 
you didn't know it was his last game either until afterwards so that's a shame um but fair play I think he's been an outstanding um I think when we signed both of them you just think well good look forward to seeing what these young players are like but he what impressed me so much about him was he progressed so much in terms of his attacking play um he was very much just a just a right back when we first signed him um but he really grew into that attacking force on that right hand side and so professional as well you know I'll always stand stay with me when he was on that yellow card for so long he was that pantomime villain at erection yeah. yeah and he's only played sort of under 23s football so there's always that debate isn't there that when you're playing in youth football you don't get the proper match day experience but he the way he took that in his stride was just always so impressive to me and the tackles he put in just so confident proper Millwall tackles weren't they um (laughs) and yeah a really good luck to him and I'm pleased when Millwall put put out their statement that said he's back in the under 23s you know going straight somewhere else so I'm pleased it's there it's in the football league because he he deserves it but great Jack Robinson and hopefully we'll hear about Sonny Blue soon because I think again he's progressed a lot um but yeah Jack Robinson particularly with Luke Wilkinson gonna be out crucial that we kept him I think we talk about not falling in love with footballers and like (laughs) another rule like uh, even more important not to fall in love with lone footballers really uh because I don't know Dan Moss has been just brilliant hasn't he he's been such a good player for us and I think at the time when we signed him, I sort of wondered why we signed him when we've got, you know, we've got Alex Bradley. And hit the level that he performed at from the moment he stepped into the team has been unbelievable. And I think part of me wishes that we'd have known on Saturday that he was going to be going back so that he could have got a proper send-off, really, from the Oval Town supporters, because I think... For me, he's up there in one of the top five highlights of the season so far, just as a as a, his performances from going to being this young player that you're like worrying, you know, how's he going to handle National League football to just being like not having to worry about this player because he's just, there's never a mistake. There's never an error. He has been so reliable. And, you know, as we've, we've been spoiled with low knees as Yeovil Town fans for such a long time and, He's another one who, you know, in the grand scheme of things, really he's a footnote in Yeovil Town player history because he's played such a small amount of games, but he's made such a mark and such an impression. And, it, you know, the, the, the response of the players after he's gone, I thought Josh Staunton's tweet, and um, I asked Luke Wilkinson about him at the press conference before the um, Torquay Boxing Day game. And they said, he said how impressed he was and how he's sort of, a lone player is totally bought in to the, you know, to the club and and everything. And I think, yeah, it really shows what a outstanding loney he's been for us. And hopefully, you know, maybe there'll be more who come in who follow in that path. But you know, I think Jack Robinson's on his way to being that type of loney for us, and it frees up Jordan Barnett to go further forward. And like you said, the loss of Wilco's huge. So having um, Robinson tied down for the rest of the season is going to be massive and hopefully that frees up Morgan Williams to fill that spot in the middle and then we can leave Josh Staunton well alone. Yes, agreed. Yeah, no, I think he's one of those players, isn't he, that we as we as Yeovil Town fans are going to follow his career and we're going to say, oh, he's signed for them, he's signed for them. Yep, he started off at, 
at Yeovil, you have that pride that you start that your club started off his his career. So, um, yeah, how he, many of us watch Premier League games and wind our partners up by saying, "Oh, we play the Oval, <laughs> we play the Oval." My partner says to me all the time, "If I mention any footballer, he says, oh yeah, the ex Oval.' But <laughs> no, 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 he's one who didn't. Yeah, David Beckham, no, he's one that didn't. Uh, oh yeah, my my other half goes, did everyone play the Oval? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they did. They did. They all played for us. <laughs> yeah. I do like to point them out. Yeah. yeah. We do but where would you where do you rate him i saw somebody said he was the best right back we had since ailing and i said oh i think connor roberts would have a have a word or two to say about that and he this guy said nope better than connor roberts i mean connor roberts was obviously with us for a lot longer wasn't he for full season but yeah and can you compare with the difference in level that we were playing yeah. at i don't Maybe. i don't know and also i think they're probably seeing that because damos has been more in a winning team than Connor mm. Roberts was maybe and that kind of clouds your judgment a little bit I mean he obviously helped us win it yeah no he's 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 right up there for sure certainly in in terms of of loan players um and I think he's one of the best best signings that Darren Salah's made um you know he talks about doesn't he that that's what he likes to do coach young players and I think you've seen a real change in Dan Moss through the coaching of Darren Salah and that's what's been uh, so impressive for me. I mean, that's a bold statement. I'm not sure I quite will say that, but he's he's right up there. And uh, yeah, if he has a career anything like Luke Hayden, he'll be doing all right for himself or Connor Roberts for that matter. Yeah, yeah. We did uh, find out before the South End game that Darren Sarr was at a Luton Town uh, Stevenage development game as well. So uh, there were some decent players uh, coming back to fitness for the first team for Luton. So uh, <laughs> Danny Hilton, so please. Danny Hilton, yeah, I've already put in my request for Danny Hilton. So, uh, yeah, the uh, Luton Town reporter that I uh, contacted him about me said that if I remember Danny Hilton playing at Yeovil, he won't be welcome back there. <laughs> he had a he had quite a bit of shit housery with us, didn't he? So, he was, uh, uh, yeah, I he used to hate him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I probably still do. Him, wouldn't you you would though. love him in your team. Yeah. You would love him in your team. Yeah, yeah, he knew exactly what to do to push all the buttons of the supporters behind yeah. the goal. Like he just, he just knew. Yeah. Oh, what an asshole! <laughs> well, on on that note, uh, are we going to cut to my little chat with the Needham Market supporter? I think we should. Shall we? So yeah. this is Leo, who is a uh, YouTuber, fourteen years old told me that uh, he uh, didn't get to the game on Tuesday night because school didn't finish early enough. But uh, yeah, if you uh, if you listen to him talk about Needham Market, he uh, he knows his stuff. So uh, so keep keep on listening and uh, see what Leo's got to uh, say about coming to Yeovil this weekend. Okay, so hello, this is Dave, and I am joined today by Leo Fraserbell, who is a Needham Market supporter and a Needham Market YouTuber as well. If you uh, type his name into YouTube, you will find videos from Needham Market and uh, and a variety of other games as well, I think. So firstly, Leo, welcome to the Glover's Cast. Good evening, how are we all? Uh, we're doing all right. Well, not doing as well as you, but we will come on to that um, in, in a short while. But uh, Needham Market, probably not anybody, uh, not a club that any Oval fan have particularly heard of. The only thing that we managed to find out about Needham Market is the woman that plays Dot Cotton in EastEnders is from there. 
So that's that's the level that we're going in at. So uh, tell, <laughs> tell us a bit about Needham Market Football Club. Um, you know, where where are you in the football pyramid? Uh, and and, and uh, who are the people that we might know from uh, from the club? Well, we play two leagues below Yeovil in the Southern League Premier Division Central. Uh, we're currently, I think, 15th for, I think we were 15th before last night and now 13th after the win. You'll probably recognise Kevin Horlock, ex-Man City, West Ham, Ipswich, Swindon player, is our manager okay. at the Has moment. Has he been there a while? Kevin Horlock? Yes, we've had him as first team manager since kind of midway through the 2019 to 20 season. Okay. But he's been in and around the club, academy, academy roles and stuff since a while before, I think. Is he connected to the area? Because Needham Market is Suffolk, isn't it? So Ipswich is relatively yeah. local to, to you there? Ipswich? Closest yeah, premier. yeah, yeah. About ten miles from Ipswich, I think. Right. Just under. So that's that, the connection, is it, with um, Horlock being ex Ipswich from that area? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and so so you play uh, Southern League um, Premier Division Central, uh, and, yep. and you say in in the middle. I mean, as is that the level that you've been at for a while now? Is this have you, have you been up and down in recent seasons? Well, we won the. Um, Isthmian League North title in 2014-15 and we've been in the level since then but we were in the Isthmian Premier and got transferred over to this league in the 2018-19 season so okay. we've been in this league for three years now. Okay and what kind of teams are there any other teams that uh, might have heard of? I think I saw it's AFC Rushton and Diamonds are they in your um, in your division? Yeah Rushton Diamonds, Tamworth, Stourbridge, Nuneaton might have heard of some of those. Okay, yeah, yeah. In our non-league days, we played all of them. We had a we had a bit of a ding dong going back years ago. Now with Rushton and Diamonds, the former club. Um, so yeah, yeah, heard of a few of them. None even familiar as well, I think. So um, yep. okay, well, you've you've already alluded to it. Uh, your Tuesday night was um, a lot better than Yeovil Town's Tuesday night. Uh, tell us a bit about um, how how you got on. Uh, firstly, were you there? No, I couldn't make it because obviously ah. school. Okay, yeah. Obviously, the coach left Bloomfield at quarter past three. Right. So, because obviously it's like a four-hour journey there. It's one of the longer distances in our league. Okay. Alve Church, is that right? Yeah, South Church. That's it. Okay, okay. And you were 2-0 down at half-time, am I right? Yeah, 2-0 down. Even looking at the Twitter updates, it could have been more, to be fair. Right. Our goalkeeper, Marcus Garnham, by making some absolutely mental saves, apparently. So, right, and 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 then what happened in the second half? Then did someone put something in the cup of tea at halftime? Well, I think, I think that's the case. An ongoing little inside joke at Needham is that Kevin Horlock likes Haribos, <laughs> so maybe he's given a whole squad a pack of Haribos at halftime. Right, fired them up with some tank plastics, is he? And then and then they've come out, and uh, what was the final score? One three two, eighty seventh minute winner by the wow. substitute Jose Santa, who came on two minutes prior to scoring his goal. Blimey. Which is and is he uh, is he a striker or midfield player? Yeah, he's a striker, academy right. graduate as well, so it makes it even better. Okay, fantastic. One of your own, then. That's always um, that's always yep. good. I uh, said so, so. The academy is uh, you, you've got a lot of players that come through the academy there. Have you at Needham Market? 
Yeah, very successful. Our captain, Kieran Morphew, came through the academy. I think he's been here for eight or nine years now. Okay. Along with a few other players. Um, Jake Dye, Noah Collard, obviously Jose Santa, as I mentioned. Some very dangerous players. Okay. And uh, have you had players that have come through the academy that might have gone on to big, you know, to other clubs, gone maybe up the up the pyramid a bit more? Or yeah, um, Callum Page, who's now back on loan with us, he okay. signed professional contract at Ipswich this summer. All right, okay. He's back on loan, is he? Yeah, he's come back on loan. Okay, All right. So he's um, he, he, he but he was a uh, a star player for you. Was he? Was that is that recently he signed for them? Yeah, I think it was July last summer, maybe June. Okay, right. So, so, yeah. so glad to have him back. So, uh, oh, I mean, yeah, you, you you've mentioned a few names there. I mean, what are your what are your feelings about um, coming to Yeovil on Saturday? Are you presumably coming with a bit of a spring in your step after Tuesday night? I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm buzzing for it, of course. But yeah, obviously, although we're in good form, perhaps Yeovil are in quite bad form, as you've mentioned, it's, it is the two league gap mm. that it can wipe all of that stats away. You yeah. can't really look at stats in terms of form for a game like this. So it, it will be very interesting, but we did beat Wildstone. I was going to say, you've already put out a team in our division, haven't you? Yeah. 2-1 yeah. win against Wildstone at home. Okay, so what happened in that game then? Was it did they turn up and underestimate you, or did they? Uh, did you just you know outplay them on the day? Uh, first half performance, we were two up at half time, and we completely outplayed them. Okay. Second half, to be fair, I think our defence was probably the best it has been all season. Weldstone, obviously, they got one on the sixty-fifth minute, and then we're looking very. Very dangerous throughout the second half. A few goal line clearances, but we got there in the end. Okay. So uh, uh, does that give us an indication that you you know you start quickly as a as a team? Well, yeah, we're very quick on the attack. I guess mm-hmm. we like to, like to play the ball quickly. As obviously that's Kevin Horlock's style, really, since he's actually come here. It's always been quick, energetic football, which we do love to see. Okay. And uh, and who are you? You've obviously mentioned some of the players that have come through your, your academy. I mean, who are the players that Yeovil Town should be um, uh, maybe keeping an eye out? In all honesty, I can't pick a single player out of that team. Is this, that is you just don't want to give any information player. away. Is that what it is? You don't want to give any uh, tips? No, no. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's a whole team yeah. that I want to even even playing field really in terms of quality. So who, who are never, they? Um, Who's the uh, who's the top scorer, for example? Who's the who's the the man who comes in with the goals? Well, the top scorer is Luke Ingram with nine in the league. Okay. We had, um, I think, our second top scorer is Byron Lawrence, but he's out with a serious injury now. So obviously, he won't be in the team for Saturday. Right. So 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 Luke Ingram. All right. Well, I've got one name Luke out Ingram. here there, and you've already mentioned a few from the. Uh, you from the academy, but I think he's yep. trying to uh, he's trying to hold back information just in case people are, are, are listening to this. Well, um, I guess last question then, Leo. Are you uh, you got a ticket yourself for Saturday? Are you, you coming down to Yeovil? Absolutely. Okay. 
Fantastic. And how many uh, how many need them? What well, market men you call yourself, don't you? Is that right? The market yeah, men? the market men. The market, the market men. men. So how many market men and women can we expect to see uh, turning up? Is there? A, I think I think we're bringing I think we're bringing one full fans coach. Right, right. Which our away support isn't exactly the best. We don't gate much at home either. We get about two hundred and fifty. So for our league, that's quite average. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully a few do make the trip for Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you get an average gate of 250 and you've got a coach that's probably like 50 or people, it's a fifth of your crowd, <laughs> you know, travelling exactly. all that way. It's, it's not a short journey, is it? Um, no, nah, four and a half hours. Yeah, four and a half hours. Okay. Fantastic. Run. Yeah, it is. Well, well, have a safe journey there. Um, hopefully, Thank you. You, you know, you've got a little bit of uh, sadness in your heart when you travel back. You'd expect me to say that, wouldn't you? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it's, uh, you know, it's a good game. We've seen some shots in the in the FA Cup with uh, in the FA Trophy, sorry, I should say, with uh, with Yeovil Town in the past. So uh, a lot of fans will remember us going out to Bursco all the way back in 2004, I think it was. Um, so you know it has happened before, but um, yep. we'll uh, we'll obviously be open that it that it won't. But yeah, have a safe trip and thanks again for joining us tonight. No problem. Cheers for having me. All right. Cheers, Leo. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Welcome back. That was Leo, a very impressive 14-year-old who knows his stuff about Needham Market. And it's going to be nice to be back at Hewish Park. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> nice to be this, back at Hewish Park. These cup competitions are ruining my season, <laughs> ruining it. If we don't, if we beat Needham Market, which obviously I hope we do, then Eastley's out for me as well. We've already had Wilston and Southend taken away from me. Can we stop with all this success in cup competitions? Hey, we want to treble, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> the treble's still on, ish. Um, you can win the Somerset Premier Cup game because I'm never going to get to them because they're all bloody midweek <laughs> as well, aren't they? So, is that the final? That might be a weekend, might not it? Might be. I'm what down I... to Cheddar or wherever. <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, it's going to be nice to be back at Hewish Park, back to normal with uh, half a <laughs> half a ground. Um, yeah, we'll see. You Sounds the real... like Needham Market are bringing a few. <laughs> mm, we'll see a few. We'll see the real supporters on. On Saturday. No, I don't mean that. It was uh, it was nice to have people back at Bournemouth. It reminded me what it used to be like. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking forward to the trophy. I love the trophy games. It's quite nice. You don't get. We haven't. You know, we, when we were in the football league all that time, we didn't really play. You know, you don't get drawn against that smaller team at US Park. It didn't, never felt like we. You know, we didn't get any like pub teams, did we? We were always... Ghost of Bursco, Ian. Don't forget the ghost of Bursco. <laughs> we were just looking this up while we were um, we were off air. 2002-03 season, we lost on Boxing Day at Forest Green Rovers to Boxing Day 2002, and we went the entire second half of the season undefeated except for Bursco in the FA Trophy on the 15th of March 2003. Uh, and Bursco were effectively a, literally a village team not far from where I live these days um, and they, they put us out of the FA Trophy I have a funny feeling that Gary Johnson played a bit of a uh, maybe maybe chucked that one a little bit um, even though we were holders of it because obviously promotion was more but it just goes to show you in cup competitions well we don't need telling about giant killing do we but no, we can't don't. be on the other side of it we don't I think I think this tie it would have been lovely to have had this without South End in the middle, wouldn't it? 
Uh, um, yeah. So, what do we think? Let's have some predictions and let's have some lineups. I think the lineup could be a an interesting one. Although the managers, <laughs> what's that face for, Dave? <laughs> Get your notepad I was out. Try, I was trying. I, I was trying to. I was trying to think of. Last time I did a lineup, I ended up with twelve players. So, uh, and Ben said, "Why are we struggling to count to 11? So. Uh, <laughs> We've got Max Evans in goal. I, I assume we're all team Max for this one. Or do we want Grant Smith to get more games? I want Max Evans to play. I don't know. I don't know. He sent Grant Smith out for press. So I'm just like, is that a potential that he's going to play him? Don't know. I think, I actually think the defeat against Southend, I don't know if you guys agree, makes this trophy more important. I don't know. It just, it keeps us very much mid-table we know you know we're not far off the playoffs it could definitely still happen but I think there's just a little bit more of an eye now on the trophy you know a lot of the national clubs national league clubs have been drawn against each other just feels like we need to probably prioritize this but no I agree I think Max Evans should be I'm just wondering if actually Darren Sal may think that because Grant Smith missed a couple of games and I he had a shaky start against Southend, um, but um, once he was back in, you know, you saw exactly what what we missed. So be interesting, but I, you know, I do expect Southend to probably play. I think you raise a and good right. point. I, I was going to say, I think you raise a a good point there about you know we we talked about it on last week where you know all the optimism about playoffs and rather than trophy and. I'm sort of leaning towards trophy rather than playoffs. And I think when you look at what happened on Tuesday night and our sort of situation with depth, it's starting to catch up. We've gone from having lots of players who can play a lot or a small amount of players who can play lots of positions to uh, the, you know, losing Luke Wilkinson kind of messes everything up a little bit because he's sort of like the rock who allows everyone else to be where they should be yeah and and you you raised it earlier I think moving Josh Staunton it's not what you want <laughs> you lose you lose what he gives you in midfield so and and Dale Gorman on seven yellow cards so he's inevitably <laughs> going to get another ban yeah. so you know there you're right we really, it's like we're just about just about getting some depth and then you know, all comes back to, to bite you, doesn't it? And it just reminds me of when Albie Skendy had to play a number of positions. And as great as he was, and he was, it eventually started to catch up that those weren't his positions and we were giving away silly goals. And you just feel that that, that might happen. Mm, I do. Did see Albie posting on his Instagram that he misses playing. So maybe we'll, um, we'll invite him back. <laughs> He's under back contract here. somewhere. I going to say, we pointed out to him that he is due in for training on Friday morning. So um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he'll, he'll come back. Well, here's a, here's a question for you then. And it was one that Ben brought up in a blog that we put up on, on the website on Thursday night. Where's Alex Bradley? He was at Southend, am I right, Sheridan? Yeah. Yeah. And he's not been absent from games. He's been absent from squads, but he's been around. I've not ever seen that he hasn't travelled um so oh yeah I read Ben Ben's blog and I actually do think he's just a victim of circumstance I genuinely don't think there's anything more to it I think he got COVID at completely the wrong time and I I just think perhaps 
we haven't had the right game to play him in midfield. And I think we do probably want to play him in midfield. Could be wrong. Um, it will be interesting now that I, I assume Dan Moss would have one more game. So whether we do put him in at right back because Mark Little didn't make the squad. So I would be very surprised if we put him straight in against Eden Market. So maybe we will see him either in midfield or, or at right back. But I genuinely think he is probably just a, a victim of circumstance. And sometimes when you can play multiple positions, it actually goes against you, doesn't it? If he's not a right back, who is it right back? Well, is it, uh, William? Is it? Well, I mean, before the Torquay, the away match, Darren Sile said Mark Little was, you know, nearly there, would be, you yep. know, possibly starting games. Yep. So whether he's just protected him or really making sure this injury is not going to reoccur. You wouldn't want to rush him, would you, given given his history with injuries as well? No, I wonder if we're lining, you know, lining him up to, I don't know, give him a half yeah. for yeah, the weekend maybe. maybe and, and you know, I don't know. I don't want to do a disservice. I think it's different as well, isn't it? They're, they're both sort of similar ages, but I think Mark Little's injury was a, a bit more serious and when you're in a defensive position, you kind of probably need to be a bit more protected than you are as, say, a striker. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he's got to be back soon, hasn't he? Especially with Dan Moss leaving. I think that's crucial that Mark Little comes back to, to fitness ASAP. But the only way he's going to come back to fitness is, is, like you say, getting some minutes. And, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to sort of Alex Bradley, 45, Mark Little, 45, if, if that's possible. I think that would be great for us to see. And I think with the loss of Wilkinson, of voice, we heard so much about Mark Little's voice. Yeah. I haven't actually heard Mark Little's voice, but um, <laughs> uh, but wherever it is, it sounds big and booming from what you we heard, hear. Anyway, you must so. have heard it. You went to um, what was the preseason? Stratford. He played that game. Oh, I did. Yeah. Because he got I'm injured. Bit... He got injured against Forest Green in the second friendly. Uh, I probably did then. I'm a bit deaf, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't really hear things. You were well. too busy Shout taking. Louder, Mark. Shout you louder. Too, too busy taking photos of trialists. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Shane Dowling, whatever happened to him, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pictures of trialists and Jed McCurry. Um, so, who have we got in uh, in 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 the rest of the team then? Because I've I've tried to scribble one down here, but there's lots of scribblings out. But I do a Quigley and Reed up front. So there you go. Do you uh, going for four four two? Um, I'm I'm looking at four four two. I was surprised by the manager saying he wanted to go back to four four two because I really liked. Four three three. <laughs> I just can't see, and Sheridan will tell us from what she saw on Tuesday night. Wakefield and Knowles, they just Wakefield in particular must be knackered. And with again, with a, I mean, he's done. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't think he's a player with his injury record, the way the amount of games that he's been playing. But do you want to, you know, if there was a player that is like we've seen it with 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 Wilkinson, you know, would you want to risk it because he's such an important player for us when he's fit and firing? I agree. I think Wakefield's tired. I think mm. Wakefield needs needs a rest. I would continue to play Tom Knowles um, mm. because I think when he had that little spell out where we thought he had concussion, he has been easing himself in. I think he's a sort of player that actually he needs to just get back on the pitch in terms of, you know, I've spoken to him so many times, so key to his confidence, just getting back out of there. Um, and he knows what he needs to to improve. I don't think a spell on the sidelines would help him. I think it might hinder him. So I agree. I think I'd probably rest Charlie Wakefield. Um, 
and and play Tom North. What's your yeah. back line then? What have we got? Well, I got Bradley, Hunt, Hunt and Williams in the middle, and then Jack Robinson left back. I've got exactly the same. Yeah. And then in midfield, I've got Knowles. Can I put Tom Knowles down the right? I can put Tom Knowles down the right, can't I? Worthington, yeah. Staunton, and Jordan Barnett. And then Quigley and Reed up front. So drop Dale Gorman as well because it's evident oh, he's got he's got more bloody cards than Clinton's, isn't he? So <laughs> um... totally nothing against him as the player, but I would drop him just because you know the yellow card situation is just a shambles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just to stop him shooting from like ridiculous <laughs> distances as well. Uh... <laughs> so go on. What what differences have you got then, Ian, from from that that I just read out? Um, You're playing four three three, I'm guessing. Yeah, I like four three three. Uh, so I've gone Little, Williams, Hunt, and Robinson, with Staunton, Bradley, and Matt Worthington as a trio. Then Sonny, Reed, and Tom Knowles. Yeah, I got Sonny as well. I think Sonny. Difficult. Decisions okay. to well, be made. It's weird, isn't it? Like we seem to have lots of decisions to make, but not a lot of players. Yeah. But it's mainly about not knackering the players we've got. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I know you got a bit of stick from Sunday, didn't you? And from well, some people, <laughs> hi Colin, uh, for uh, for suggesting that we weren't going to um, uh, that we weren't going to make the playoffs. And I said to someone uh, that I thought we had a playoff winning team, a playoff making team, but a um, a uh, probably a mid-table squad. Agreed. Yeah, because we don't, we just don't have that depth. Although we've just proved there that we do have a bit of depth, don't we? So um, I don't so mind. Yeah, I don't mind taking a bit of stick every now and then. No, that's what it's all about, <laughs> isn't it? Everyone, everyone has a different opinion. It's funny as well, isn't it? Because you, you know, we do have a strong starting eleven, but what's stronger, Jordan Barnett at left back or Jack Robinson at left back? They're very different players. And I find that really tough to decide where to go. Um, I actually thought when Jack Robinson came on, we looked better, that we looked more assured. So I know Jordan Barnett prefers his left back role, and that's clearly his his position. Um, but I think he's a little bit knackered as well. I know he had a bit of a break, but he was ill, so his deliveries weren't as good. So do you put him in midfield? I, I difficult. Because actually, yeah, we've got that good eleven, but we've also got players that play in different roles in different games, depending on the game. Sonny is the prime example of that. Robinson, Barnett. Um, so yeah, it seems strange that complaining we don't have enough players, but we can't quite come to a conclusion of how we're going to line up. We're almost a bit top heavy now as well, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. We got no defenders. <laughs> Oh. We've got another loan spot freed up now, haven't we? And what about, um, I mean, it's a point that we haven't mentioned him. What about Jaheim Headley? We've gotten about him, haven't we? Yeah, I wonder, when his... that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder when his loan's up. It must yeah, be coming well, he up because he had a month, didn't he? Game, didn't he? Yeah. Which was the middle of December. Yeah. So, yeah, his loan must be coming up for a while as well. Do you think he just, because he, um, I mean, you two saw it, he... he Seemed to do a good, played well in that Woking game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. But is he better than yeah. 
Barnett Robinson. I, I, I see that loan as a Dylan Barnes type loan. And that's no criticism of the player. I think it was just necessity at the time. Um, and he did take his chance, but I just don't think you could swap out Barnett or Robbo, could you? Well, maybe if Barnett needs a rest, maybe you could yeah. let him in for that game. I mean, I, I guilty, I completely forgot him. But <laughs> just looking at the, 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 the signings, he is with us still um, the 15th. Yeah. I do want to see Morgan Williams at centre-back, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think now that we've got Robinson back, hopefully Mark Little or Alex Bradley right back, I think he, he's done such a good job in mopping up those positions that he deserves to have a chance in his own position yeah. um, and get those minutes behind him, I think. Um, so I don't want to put Robinson in there. Okay. Right, I'm well, just looking at all the bloody questions we've got. <laughs> <laughs> You mean that our delightful <laughs> listeners have taken the time to put to us? Bloody yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You must have right. time you must have post posted that at peak like a peak time. I, I posted it at three o'clock, which is five hours ahead of recording. <laughs> so um, Yeah, everyone's looking at the that's when everyone goes to make a cup of tea in it, three o'clock. Is it? Yeah, three yeah. o'clock. Three yeah. o'clock. I thought it was two thirty tea break. Not two thirty tea break. No, three. <laughs> Do not listen to BBC Six Music. Hey, they, well, they no. used to have tea time, tea time theme time. I don't, I don't even know there is BBC Six. I thought, yeah, I just don't. It's four <laughs> channels for me, and then all the rest are just them funny channels, you know, them funny <laughs> channels. See, what you mean is it's BBC Somerset or it's nothing. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I tune into BBC Somerset from the northwest of England. Yeah. <laughs> no, I remember, it's it darker earlier off here as well. So 2.30, it's, uh, yeah. you know, I'm close to the Arctic Circle. Right? Nearly asleep by then. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> can, can, can I ask the first question, Ian? Yeah, please do. Please, would you like me to? <laughs> right, okay. So question from Elliot Watts. How much should we read into the presence of Simul Sports shareholder and former Yeovil Town, I've added in Yeovil Town, former Yeovil Town player, Mark Bircham being at Southend on Tuesday? Just for context, Mark Bircham did tweet a picture of the Yeovil Town team sheet, um, presumably from somewhere in the stands, maybe somewhere in uh, an executive section of the Ian, do you want to take that one? Yeah, I'll take it. I wonder where his first... <laughs> I wonder, He said it was his second game. I wonder where his first game was. Did he say second game, did he? I think he said it was his second match of the day. Oh, right. Okay. So he'd been right. somewhere else as well. Um, Steve Nitton Luton. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's... Well, someone asked if it was a coincidence as well, didn't they? Probably yeah, not. Dan. Probably probably not a coincidence. I would say. I mean, we know from uh, the statement on Twitter, however many days ago, six Scott Priestnell days or seven Scott Priestnell days, um, <laughs> from uh, Julian Jenkins saying similar sports. Like will... the Mayan calendar, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Priestnell calendar. <laughs> <laughs> they were working to um, acquire, you know, the football club. So, you know, why wouldn't you be sending people? Um, to games, I hazard a guess that they've been sending people to games for a long time. What do you, you think, you Dave? Fo- 
What are you? What, do I think? what are you reading into the presence of Mark Burcham? No, I'm, I'm reading into exactly the same as you are. That uh, it's got to be if well, if if you think that a takeover of the club is a positive thing, and I think it would be, um, then I would take it as a fairly overt message to people that he's you know, he, he's he's there and he's he's interested in Yeovil. And if there's someone who's there and is interested in Yeovil, then that's a good thing. I mean, from um, some other Yeovil supporters who who were there, it sounds like there wasn't any other representation from the club's directors at that match, which I, well, I won't tell you exactly what I thought of it, but I don't <laughs> think that's a good thing at all. Um, but so if there is someone who wants to sit in a director's box or wherever it was he was sat um, and show an interest in Yeovil Town, then that's got to be a positive thing. Didn't want to doorstep him, Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Sheridan's where you're gonna, he was going to put in a tackle on it, but he'd probably get injured if he did. So it terrifies me. Terrified me as a player. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. It, the, was it the tights he wore that terrified you as a yeah, player? The hair and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Can't be a, a coincidence, and it? it'd just be nice to know exactly what it meant. <laughs> it would be nice, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day someone will tell us. That's <laughs> yeah. see, that wasn't the first question on my list, Dave. Have you? Skip down a few questions to answer. Oh, well, the first one starts, not a question. Or have you got the one from Ben? Is that the... No, I got Dan Johnson. Maybe a harsh one, but do we consider dropping Gorman after his constant shots, giving the ball away and conceding straight after Torquay and Southend and play a 4-4-2? We've kind of talked about dropping Gorman, but not for those reasons, really. That reason. (laughs) I think... I I mean, I, I... did it on the conclusions a few weeks ago that Gorman's a type of player that I think will miss when he's not in the team because he does keep things ticking over nicely. I mean, you notice the horror tackles and the the you know free kicks that go high and wide, but it's those bits of you know keeping the ball turning over and you know winning it back as well. We're a worse team without him in there, in my view. I also think that three just works. So well, Gorman, Staunton, Worthington. I think we missed Worthington. Again, yeah. really one of those not fancy players that when they're not there, you you miss them. And I think I think Staunton and Worthington, the calming influence on on Gorman, um, when he's left to his own device, I always notice it when Staunton's at, at centre back that Gorman's just a little bit more willing to to shoot even more than he would normally or going in on a on a ridiculous tackle. So I think actually that three is great together. They just all have such different positives to, to bring. So I think actually when you when you lose one of them, um, it really does notice. But I would certainly, just from the yellow cards and alone, not play him on Saturday. Oh, do we think that Josh Staunton is Grant of the duo then? Because Grant, I think Grant was always a bit more of a bit less of a hothead than yeah, Phil, no, wouldn't you I, say? I, you see, I remember because, you know, Phil Mitchell turned into a, a hothead because he was the alcoholic, wasn't he? Yeah. What, yeah. No, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. But was but, that uh, when but, Grant was gone? So without yeah, Grant <laughs> there exactly, to support? Grant was always the one that could really do the damage. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Grant, Grant was the one that could really do the damage if he wanted to, but he, <laughs> he, he, he didn't. <laughs> do you not remember when uh, when he found out Sharon was cheating on him? Do you not remember that? This goes back to the days when I used to watch these tendons, but Let's move Grant along. Mitchell gave you that look. Oh. <laughs> Let's move along. This is not a question. Uh, this is Ben Barrett wanting to thank 
Chris Fox for their birthday gift. His Terrace Life collection continues to grow. So he's got okay. a nice, uh, the classic AC Milan away shirt with uh, Bradford's all over it. Very good. I also noticed that I've properly upset him because he's not here when I'm here. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, comments <laughs> really have. <laughs> My bad. Do you want to rank? Do you want to rank your co-commentators oh, while you're? <laughs> I can't look. <laughs> oh, she's holding I'm up Lawson a list. Lawson in that midfield. Lawson in that midfield. Yeah, yeah. In my team. <laughs> if I open the window and the wind's blowing the right direction, I'll hear Ben's heart breaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. we're gonna get a message tomorrow. Um, we are. We're in trouble. Uh, Glover Gav asked, "How are the five? 1,800 home fans we had versus Bournemouth fit into the ground on Saturday for the Needham Market game as only the main stand and the Thatcher's Terrace is open. Winky face. I think he's being cheeky there. Um, Dave, this might be one for you. Would defeat to Needham Market be worse than losing to Walton and Hersham in the Cup? Or is that even does that predate you? No, I do remember. I do remember us losing to Walton and Hersham in the FA Cup. Yeah, that was... Uh, we had a manager called Brian Hall at the time and he was... Uh, very successful for us in one his first time and they came back and he was absolutely stinking he basically brought back all the players that he was successful with in his first spell but they were all a good deal older by then and um yeah we ended up uh, i think yeah he got sacked and that was when graham roberts came in and then we got relegated um that season i think i've got that right anyway but um but yeah i if we lost the Needham market, I'd say it would be up there with Bursco. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Walden and Ursham was probably one of those sort of seminal moments where everything was, uh, you know, that's where everything hit the fan, shall we say. So I don't think it would hit the fan if we lost the Needham market, um, but it wouldn't be good. That's Cle- not going to happen. <laughs> Clevo's barraged us with questions here. Has he answered them all as well? <laughs> Unfortunately, not overly. Um, do you think the uncertainty around the manager's future at the club is having an impact on the pitch? Concern we may lose key players in the summer and be back to square one again. How many of the current squad are contracted for next season? So we think there's a couple. Yeah. In... Joe Quigley and Morgan Williams. Yeah. So there's the spine. Um <laughs> <laughs> Missing a, a few vertebrae. vertebrae. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Do you think we're making more of the uncertainty than they are around the club? I mean, footballers' whole careers are uncertain, especially at this level. They go from year contract to year contract. I think, you know, if anything, Darren Sal's been quite lucky that he's had a three-year contract that he looks like he's going to reach the end of. I saw that question before. I came on I thought exactly the same thing I was like it's actually quite a unique situation isn't it that he's getting to the end of his contract um how many managers get that they either you know extend in the middle of it or um they're sacked quite frankly before it even gets there I not I don't think there's anything that is affecting the players or the club but like you say particularly the young there's a young team there and there's the experienced players we have are coming to the end of their careers. So actually, they're in the situation where they're probably just enjoying their football as it as it is now. Um, and yeah, no, I don't I don't think it's affecting anything at all. Um, I think because we know that hopefully, or you know, there's something potentially going on behind the scenes, whether that be 
with Scott and what he's planning to do or whether that be with someone else coming in I think you know you put these things together don't you and you know that the manager is going to be the first thing that they try and and sort so um I'm not noticing anything I think it's just been that we've just been on a bit of a, a bad run and certainly all those players are, are behind Darren Sal and if I know Darren Sal he'll be um, talking to someone about his future and I'm sure he'll be talking to the, the players about their future and a lot of the time particularly at this level you don't know always what contracts are and when they're um, when they're up and when they're extended um, he often does that to me and just I think, remember last year he's like do it quickly stay in so, so you know that kind of thing just always happens so no I, I, I agree with Ian or whether we've got options that we just take up <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Coatsy, anything to add? No, I do think a lot of these players do play for Darren Sell. I think there's probably, I think he's got quite a lot of uh, goodwill with them all because you, you, you look at them, there's obviously players that he's known from, from, from his past, Gorman and Wilkinson being two obvious examples. But then I think there's players like Wakefield um, and, you know, that we heard from Dan Moss talk about, you know, a lot of, a lot of players talk about, the gaffer and tell, don't they, about how they how they've done. So they yeah, and and I know you know you can say it's a bit cliche to talk about all oh, the great spirit of these young lads, but you do genuinely feel that there is a you know they do have a, a loyalty to him as a manager, and I imagine you know being the kind of character that it, that he is, he probably is someone who inspires loyalty from his players. So I do think um, that you know I. I I think there's a question about whether we think he should get a new contract or not. But um, we, I, I do think if he did leave, then, you know, that could be dangerous because I, I think a lot of the players are here for him. Um, and if we think that these are the, the players we want to keep at the club, um, then maybe that's something we need to consider. Yeah, there, there is a question about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> teed, up, teed up by Adam Skinner, who I thanked for the question. And then he proceeded to tell me that he was um split on the decision but he didn't want either of us to sit on the fence or any of us to sit on the fence so uh a bit okay. cheeky on his part so um Darren Sarr has think? mentioned a couple of times now that this might be his last season if you are the owner of the Overtime Football Club do you offer him a new contract and why <laughs> feel free I think as it stands right now I would offer him another contract Based on what he's done, I mean, let's say last season, we'll write off last season because it deserved to be be written off. But I think if you look at what he did in his first season, we've spoken so many times about what he walked into and the fact that the season ended with COVID. Um, I think this season, I mean, <laughs> we, we joke about him not like, say, don't, don't believe in runs, but he does go on them. I think we are on a bit of a run at the moment. Let's hope we do turn it around on Saturday. But I think he's, he's done enough to earn um, a new contract uh, I'll add a slight caveat into into that I mean if there is a takeover and there is somebody that the new um, owners want to work with um, then you know it's very likely that they, they, they are going to bring that that person in but I would be amazed if there's anybody who wants to own the football club over town football club in the long run um, who's not considering Darren Sarr as a big part of their future based on, on what they see from would be my view. So I would, I would, as it stands now, I would give them a contact. That's not sitting on the fence. <laughs> I would. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him given a contract and being backed. Money. 
Yeah. Um, because I think, especially with this team, you know, in a perfect world, he's going to keep this team together. All these young players add a little bit more, and who knows, you know, who knows what they'll achieve. But I, th- I, yeah, I think it as it stands right now, I'd, I'd give him another, you know, I don't know, another extension. I, I don't know really. I, I think he'd be um worth a new contract in my view. Which you know is a hell of a climb down from both you and I, Dave, because after that Weymouth game, yeah. it was... but, but that does go to show you, doesn't it? Is 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 how football can football can change? Because I said the same last season when um, that end of the season after we got battered at um, at Torquay. At that point, I said, you know, I I think he's got two more games to save his job, and he won them both. Yeah. So if he wants to keep proving me wrong, he's more than welcome. So if you want me to say that he, he's got to be needing market, otherwise he's out of a job, then I'm more <laughs> I'm more than happy to say that. If that means you win, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a difficult. It is a difficult question because I get why you know people people like change for some reason, and people seem to think there's a queue of managers looking to come in, which I don't necessarily think. You know, I don't necessarily think there is that. Uh, but yeah, sign him on. Let's have it. Why not? Absolutely. I think, especially after you know, after all the stuff we went through last year with Lee Collins and how he carried himself during that whole period. You know, we said it at the time that you know, I don't think there's anyone else who could have carried the club the way he carried the club through that. And when you look at what's happened since then, with like behind the scenes, it was very much all down to all down to him. There was no one else taking charge in that situation was it it was all Darren Sarles so yeah um here's one for me and you Dave after seeing a fellow podcast has Staunton and Hunt on an episode do the Glovers cast feel they need to up their game well I've already given my reply to this we, we don't quite know it's the football podcast I think they're called there's a there's a picture of two young oval based journalists I'm guessing um with Josh Staunton and and, and Max Hunt all I'll say is, yeah, okay, so they can turn up once with all their fancy equipment and just don't wearing a beanie. But um, <laughs> can they pull it out of the bag twice a week in a cold, wet, windy, it is quite windy outside, uh, <laughs> night in, uh, in in Lancashire? Let's see. Let's see how much stamina they've got, shall we? Dave, do you want me to get Reuben Reed on here? Because I <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, next game I'm going to... If the bloody cup competitions don't ruin it for me, is Woking. So I want Ruben Reed to score a hat trick, and I want him to run to me and give me give me the ears. You know what I mean? Give you the shift. I'll, I'll shake you. Can have a message for you under a shirt. Yeah, exactly. I won't repeat what it will say. <laughs> yeah. But what are you thinking? Do we need to up our game? Oh, I don't know. After the evening we've had, which will. <laughs> You can't talk about the evening we've had. No, I think we're... Yeah. yeah. We're doing all right. We're doing all you're right. Doing you're doing fine. Don't worry. <laughs> Competition is healthy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't want to be Alex Bradley here, do we? <laughs> <laughs> Missing in action. Ah, <laughs> oh, there's, there's so many questions. Um, and it's really late. Uh after, after defeat, well, Ben's not on, so he can't answer this one. Uh, after defeat to South End and with the injury to Wilkinson and Moss's departure, will Ben now accept 12th place in a cup double? <laughs> uh, he can he can answer that. Um, does the Glovers cast have any New Year's resolutions? And if so, have you managed to stick to them? I haven't made any. I don't believe in them, don't, really. 
No, no I don't believe in them. They're just like a, you know, your cost is to fortune, aren't you? I think you're going to fail. You're setting yourself up to fail. Uh, I think we've answered. I did like Robin. That was Robin, wasn't he? He said, yeah. I, wish you, I wish Gorman was on dry January so he'd leave the shots alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't. I can't answer this one. Rate in order: Kidderminster Harriers Pie, Rushton and Diamonds Burger, Grimsby's Cod and Chips. Or is there a ground with better away day food offerings? I can I, tell you, Sam was Sam was not impressed with South End. <laughs> they have jelly deals or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. He was so angry about it. <laughs> Kidderminster Harrier did an amazing chicken bulky pie. That's going back a very long time ago. Drostin and Diamonds had the Diamond Burger, which was literally like a heart attack in a bun. <laughs> Grimsby's Fish and Chips. I don't think that was Grimsby. I, I, don't, well, I don't know. I don't remember eating them at the ground. But I do remember going to a little cafe or fish and chip place just down the road from Grimsby's ground. It was like someone, like in Nan's living room. That's what it looked like. Um, and that was probably the best fish and chips I've ever eaten in my life. So I would go for that. Although the Diamond Burger was pretty close. And I would say that Dover, that last game we played of last season, wasn't it? They did one called the Crabble Burger, which was 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 also, was like two patties, um, cheese, bacon, um and i like uh, a flower but that was that was pretty good as well but that was like a heart attack in a bun as well so yeah i'd go grimsby cotton chips there you go and i can't see can you see any others dave oh, mine will come up uh, in a different orders to you uh yeah do you think kids going free without an adult ticket having to be purchased to get the free ticket is a good thing as it's not pulling money in and then Deb's Curtis, I think she's given a good answer to this one. She says, it will work once they're in because they buy food and drink. My kids always fleece me for cash for a sausage roll. So, yeah, there is that in there, yeah. And if they keep coming back, it's got to be a good thing, isn't it? I'm... Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, I think we've, we've criticised them, haven't they, for not doing things like that. So we can't really criticise them for doing things like that. Yeah, we I can. Think... We can criticise everyone for everything. You have to be rational or balanced, I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. My commentary is always so balanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Should we call it? Dave, do you well, need to introduce us? Yeah, don't oh. worry. I'm getting there. I wouldn't oh. forget. I wouldn't forget your you know, the <laughs> pièce de résistance. Absolutely. Bring well, it. Intr yeah. Introduce it. The only way to finish is the brought to you by the historical oracle, Mr. Nigel Dyson, is the new look Yeovil Town quiz. Okay, so it's the only way to finish the Glover's Cast. It is, of course, the Glover's Cast quiz. And last week, we changed it up a bit. We brought in a little bit more of a trivia-based quiz. And as, uh, as we heard, uh, Robin was our guinea pig for, the, um, uh, for that edition. He got two out of five. And uh, I left it by saying to you, if anybody could guess... The other two Williamses, who we didn't get, uh, if you remember, we asked about the Williamses that have played for Yeovil during the Football League era, uh, and Robin correctly guessed Sam and Gavin. He didn't get Andy, which he was kicking himself for. So I put it out there and I said, there's two more Williamses to get. Whoever gets them first can come on and beat our contestant next time up. And the man who did it was uh, our contestant 
contender for tonight, uh, Mr. Paul McCormack. Paul, firstly, welcome to the Glover's Cast Quiz. Thank you for having me. Okay, so you have to tell us who were the other two Williamses. It was Marvin Williams and Dell Williams. Dell Williams, that's right. Dell Williams was a good one because he only played once for us, I think, unless you're into watching youth teams. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how I knew that one, to be honest. No. Yeah, yeah. And when was it you, you, you came in with an answer? Tell us uh, the story behind that. You were, <laughs> you were the early bird that caught the worm. Yeah, so basically I... I was um, listening to the Sean McDonald podcast earlier at, uh, at work on, on the night shift and um, I um, uploaded it, uh, well, refreshed the screen, seen that you had done a new podcast and listened to it then. So it was about five in the morning. <laughs> I, I got your answer, <laughs> 17 minutes past five. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I would be in luck. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get up pretty early in the a.m. to beat this man, I tell you. But let's see how <laughs> let's see how he gets on, because we've got five more questions. So just to quickly refresh the rules, because they are new. I think I can get away with giving the rules with Ian won't roll his eyes at me too much. But um, so the rules of this are that we have five questions. If you get all five, you are welcome to come back uh, and try it all again next week. However, if you get fewer than five, we will roll it over to somebody else. Some of these questions are going to be multiple choice. Some of them are. Some of them might be from a slightly earlier period of Yeovil Town's history. Some of them will be a bit more um, uh, recent, shall we say. So, uh, Paul, are you feeling confident? Yeah, a little bit. We'll see. You'll go one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Let's see. Right. So the first question, if you're ready. This season, Darren Soles handed league debuts to 14 players. But how many players were handed league debuts on the opening day defeat to Kings Lynn? Was it A, 7, B, 5 or C, 9? You've got 30 seconds to answer this question. Ooh. Um, okay, I'm going to, to sorry, can you say those three again? So it's A, seven, B, five, or C, nine. I'm going to go for five. The answer is actually seven. That's unbelievable. So <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And do you, uh, can, can you name the seven? They say, we'll give you, give you an opportunity to win a oh point. Oh, my pack. God. Can you name the seven? If you get all seven, I'll give you the point. I, I, I'm, if, um, is Dan Moss here then? Yeah, Dan Moss. That's one. Uh, Sonny. Sonny, that's two. Uh, Jack, Jack Robinson. No, Jack Robinson. No, Jack Robinson um, was injured. Was, was injured for the first game. I'll, I'll, I'll read them all out. So we've got Grant Smith, Jordan Barnett, Dale Gorman, Charlie Wakefield, Dan Moss. Sonny Blue, Low Everton, and Adi Youssef. The latter two came off the bench for that game. But yeah, seven, <laughs> seven debuts on day one. So unfortunately, we won't be inviting you back, but you can oh. still make yourself to the top of the Glover's Cast Quiz because if you get more than two, you are you're top of the league. So, OK, here's your next question, number two. Which Premier League team does former Yeovil Town loanee Shane Duffy now play for? Right in. Right and over. is the right answer. You only need your four and a half seconds to get that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that one was pretty swift. Okay. Right. So that's one out, one out of five. We're, we're on the road. Okay. Question number three. Our first uh, match and our most recent match, let's not call it our last match, in the Football League at Hewish Park oh. were both played against the same team. 
who was that team? Our first and our last. Our first league game and our most recent league game. Let's not call it last. <laughs> um, I'll give you that the first one was in August 2003 and the last one was right. May 2019. That's Rochdale. I'm afraid that's the wrong answer. Oh. At Hewish Park. Oh, Hewish you, Park. Yeah. Do you want to have another guess? Go on, I'll give you another guess. Um, oh, no, I'll be guessing. It's Berry. Not far off. Carlisle United was right, the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first game at Hewish Park, uh, we've beaten 3 0 in August 2003 uh, and we drew 0-0 with them on the final game of the uh, 2018-19 season so um, there we go difficult one but Rochdale you were right that was the first game of the uh, the football league era so that's where you were you were thinking right now okay so still chance to top Robin for the quiz question number four <laughs> this one is a bit before your time I'm going to say but you, you, you might well remember it which Yeovil Town player also captained England. I'll give you a clue. It's a little bit of a trick question, but there's a very strong Somerset connection here. Somerset connection. A Somerset connection, as in lever on Willow, might not necessarily have played football. Oh, um, Ian Botham. Ian Botham is the right <laughs> answer. Yes, indeed. I helped you along a little bit, but I'll, yeah, give, you you the, I'll, I'll give you the point there. I didn't want to be too harsh. Yeah. Ian Botham, and, and oddly, he actually played, he captained England 12 times uh, and he played for Yeovil Town 12 times as well. So there you go. We played for Yeovil Town in 1985. That's a little bit before my time. So uh, if you're 30 years old, then uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's well me. before well before your time but yeah so that's two out of five so you're at least level top and level bottom of the, oh, uh, of the grid. okay so this is question number five this one can get you to the top of the uh the top of the table okay multiple choice one this steve thompson stepped down to be assistant manager for two first team managers for which two of the following managers did he step aside david webb colin addison Gary Johnson and Russell Slade. Which two of those four did he step aside for? Russell Slade and Gary Johnson. Oh, close. Can give you half a point there. It was Russell Slade, but the other player, well, the other manager, I should say, was David Webb. So David he stepped Webb. aside for both of those. So we're going to give you... Uh, I'm not sure we're allowed half points in this quiz, but we'll um, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll give you we'll give you half points. So that puts you top of the uh, top of the leaderboard with two and a half points out of five. Halfway there, that's pretty good, isn't it? We Great, isn't it? We Love it. There you go. Well, well done. Thanks for being a good sport, and thank you for getting up so early in the day uh, to uh, to be listening. You've got to be our earliest listener, I'd say. <laughs> Certainly for me, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Right. Well, Paul, really appreciate listening. Thanks very much for doing the quiz. Uh, we've got a couple more people who have been in touch to say they want to do the quiz. So we will be getting in touch with you. Uh, been in touch with one of you already, so you should know it's coming. So uh, get your uh, Yeovil Town encyclopedias out because uh, the historical oracle Nigel Dyson, he's got some tough questions coming up. So keep on listening, Paul. Let's know how you get on with future rounds, won't you? Super. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks a lot, Paul. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. 
And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 